The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcast. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi. And say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fansight. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast on a Victory Wednesday. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante coming off a supersized win to kick off the Jays series. We are going to be talking 20 to 6 victory, Luke Voigt MVP buzz, the new MLB playoffs, which are going to look different and maybe this different and gross forever. We don't know. The trade deadline and Uncle Steve Cohen. Finally, maybe, finally, probably purchasing the Mets instead of Alex Rodriguez and music superstar Jennifer Lopez. Um, before we get into it, make sure to visit us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please subscribe and drop those five-star reviews with a little message because we would like to hear from you and answer your mailbag questions for a future episode. So keep in touch there. Thomas, uh, it's hard not to be a little high on life today. Yeah, I'm finally glad we're back to talking baseball. The last couple weeks of the pod were therapy sessions slash just lambasting the Yankees or whoever decided to screw up that day or that week. 20-6 to win, got the revenge on the Blue Jays. Now we're rolling, it seems. Offense is feeling good. Davey got the run support, which you love to see. Everybody seems to be firing on all cylinders now. Giancarlo Stanton returns. I guess that injects life into the lineup, even though he didn't do anything. Um, 
just very, very good stuff. I, that's, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. People, more people should be happy. We should be looking ahead to the postseason now, 27 and 21. Feeling good. We're now uh, a game up on the Jays, which is all, or uh, half game up or a full game. No, half game it's up on the Jays. Yep, we have a, a extra in the win column. Um, and only used two pitchers last night, which is great for what's to come. Yeah, I yeah, I mean Stanton. You know, it's it's very funny that Stanton was the the only guy to to not do anything yesterday. He, he worked the walk in one of the big innings, and he ripped a hundred eleven mile an hour lineout. So uh, I'll give him that. Those are two impressive things. But yeah, Stanton making two outs in an inning where they batted around. It's just like it's catnip for the for the Stanton people. It was like here you go, here's another one. But he he immediately comes back, lengthens the lineup. They scored 20, 20 runs, 20. twenty runs, only one of which came off a position player pitcher. Um, but what a glorious one it was, DJ LeMay. Forty nine mile an hour fastball. Forty forty nine mile an hour looping fastball, like three feet inside, and he just decided to. He had enough time to walk away from the plate and take a full hack at the <laughs> left field bleachers. Uh, one of the slowest pitches you'll ever see outside of whatever Cesar Valdez was throwing for the Orioles a couple days ago. Um, but uh, you got to, you got to shout out to a couple special competitors. I did see someone uh, on Twitter try to devalue the win and say, if Derek Fisher makes those two catches in the second inning, you, you never know what happens from there. And, and to that, I say that the Yankees scored 20 runs, dude, they, they they won twenty to six. I mean, you never know what happened. Uh, sure, they okay. went thirteen I'll, to six. I'll, I'll take away the six <laughs> runs. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. They'll, they'll win fourteen six, I guess. Um, yeah, what a, just an impressive bludgeoning, and prob. I mean, most importantly, depending on how you look at it, led by uh, sort of two swaggering members of the team, Davy Garcia again. Uh, probably it's it's tough to give the pitcher the credit in twenty to six game, but. It was twenty to three when he left. Obviously, Michael King in the ninth inning left some uh, kind of a little hairy. His bases loaded, two outs for Vladdy Jr. Kind of it was pretty pretty close to being a twenty to ten game. Not that that's anything to be worried about, but um, but Davey was incredible again, incredibly efficient. Uh, seven brilliant innings once more. You know the the th- two of the three runs he allowed were sort of after sitting in the dugout for forty five minutes. Uh, Vladdy attacked the first pitch, and Lord Scurriel Jr. hit a first pitch two-run home run on a loopy curve. Uh, I think we'll forgive that. Um, and then Luke Voigt um, at the top of the lineup. Can can somebody explain to me, like I'm five, why Luke Voigt isn't the AL MVP, or at least in the top three? I have no idea. I don't know what. I don't know what. Uh, are there power rankings at this point? Are people ranking MVP candidates? I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to that. But I mean, guy leads the league in home runs. 977 OPS his war 1.5 I mean he is tearing it up with introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body with cord out padding the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support and quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. He was tearing it up with nobody in the lineup. That is an indication of being of a most valuable player. Um, We talk about, we love Mike Trout. Uh, Sick of seeing Mike Trout win MVPs. I'm sorry, uh, you can... 
You can give me some shit on Twitter about it. I really don't care. Angels are 70 and 92 every year. Mike Trout's a great guy, great baseball player. Don't need another MVP from a guy on a team that is going to miss the postseason, be a perennial disappointment despite multiple roster changes that are supposed to make the team good. You bring in Joe Madden, you bring in Anthony Rendon, you revamp the pitching staff a little bit. Nothing works. One guy in baseball is not going to change your entire team. Mike Trout raking and raking and raking and losing efforts does not matter to me. Uh, Luke Voigt keeping the Yankees afloat uh, with a minor league lineup does matter to me. Uh, obviously a little bias here because we're Yankee fans, but when you objectively look at it, he leads the league in home runs. He has 42 runs batted in in 44 games, um, and he's batting 280, which is really good. Um, another crazy thing you have to think about is, like, he's kind of maybe better than Paul Goldschmidt since this trade. I know we wrote an article about that, and we talked about it briefly, but, I mean, he he aside from the deep, Paul Goldschmidt is a gold glover through and through, but when you look at these stats since Voight has joined the Yankees, I mean, it's it's a little bit it, – it's pretty convincing. He's in 201 games. He's – he has a um, – he's batting 280 with a 919 OPS, 53 home runs, 137 RBIs. Um, in two years with St. Louis, 204 games. Goldschmidt has uh, a 270 average, 40 home runs, um, 115 RBIs. So, ah, I don't know. I mean, most of the negative Voight numbers are from when he tried to swing through a hernia last year. Like, yeah. he's been unbelievable in every – chunk of games he's ever played except for the games where his stomach lining was shredded to the point where a doctor told him it was like ripped off the hinges like it's you can't play baseball through that although you can if you're Luke Voigt because he's clearly playing through some some I don't foot stuff is a fun euphemism but like he can't totally walk right now he can't uh David Cohn said last night on the broadcast he's hitting like Mickey Mantle and walking like Mickey Rivers and it's true, and it's funny when he tries to get up and do the, the home run elbow bash leap at the end because he, he can't really get back down. Like, he, he is limping. Mm-hmm. He's not running well. He said the other day it was because his, his tape job on the foot got, like, untaped when he was rounding the bases, which is why he was limping a little more pronounced. Uh, I don't buy that. I think he's just hurt, uh, but it doesn't matter to him. Uh, for me, I mean, I haven't really done the MVP dive either because there's been 47 games in a season and the Yankees weren't it really over 500 until a couple of days ago. So I wasn't really, my mind was elsewhere. But it does feel like uh, if it's not like Voight, Jose Abreu on the White Sox, and Shane Bieber of the Indians in the top three, then I don't really know what we're doing here. Trout, uh, you know, it feels like I love war. War is a great stat. It helps encapsulate exactly how valuable all your favorite players are. Takes a lot of things into account. Uh, But I do not appreciate the war stat just being a stand-in for the MVP winner, which is something I've railed against for years. Like, war is, it's fantastic. It's a great uh, sort of catch-all summary of a player's impact. But when the MVP voters just start going, uh, was his war? Is it worse than Mike Trout's? Okay, then Mike Trout's the MVP. Sorry, we, we built a stat to tell us who the MVP is, so we're going to go with war. Like, uh, first off, this year doesn't even work. Luke Voigt is outwarring Mike Trout 
shout that from the rooftops. It feels like Trout's defense gives him an extra point or two in war every year, at least. This year, his defense is sort of suboptimal. Trout's range factor hasn't been the same. Uh, say what you will about defensive statistics, but it's bumping him below Luke Voigt in war, which is amazing. So uh, take that one out of the equation. Uh, and then just sheer impact and, and driving a, a roster forward that needed it. Uh, Voigt's appearances in the locker room have also driven this team's narrative. He was the only one to acknowledge that no one was scared of this team and they were playing, in fact, very poorly after uh, their horrible series and, and the 6-2, 6 inning choke in Toronto, or uh, they wish in Toronto, in Buffalo. Um, but he, he's been the one to shoulder a lot of the, the responsibility and the blame. He's been the only one to articulate when the team needs to say that they are struggling. You know, Aaron Boone, we understand why he's protecting his players. Uh, it's a classic coach-manager thing to do. But uh, at a certain point, you do need to publicly say, we are bad if you're bad. And Luke Voigt did it instead of the manager. And, and the team has turned around since then. Uh, I cannot say enough about this guy. Uh, he's got the intangibles, changing his number to 59 to honor his brother in the Army. I mean, what, what can you say about Luke Voigt that hasn't already been said? except for the fact that they got him in a trade for Gio Gallegos and Jason Shreve. Uh, and Gio Gallegos has been a pretty serviceable seventh inning, eighth inning reliever on the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I'm sorry, I would still take the year-in, year-out brilliance of Luke Voigt over uh, a seventh inning guy who we all know what happens to relievers every year. Uh, check back with me in summer 2022 and tell me where Gio Gallegos is. Uh, I don't really need to hear that anymore. It was a solid trade for the cards, theoretically, uh, if you like relievers, but yeah, we got the win in that one. Yeah. And I mean, they did what they had to do. They traded a first baseman that wasn't exactly working out for them. I mean, he, all, they also didn't give him much of a chance. He was blocked by Matt Carpenter. Um, I guess the year that Matt Carpenter was going ham and then Matt Carpenter just forgot how to play baseball, I guess, since then. Um, and they got a reliever out of it. And, you know, what are you going to – you can't look at this and say this was a bad trade for the Cardinals. They didn't know this was going to happen. Nobody knew this was going to happen. It was just good foresight by uh, Brian Cashman, as usual. Uh, but if you really want to laugh, updated MVP, uh, MVP poll uh, from MLB.com uh, has Mike Trout with 13 first-place votes, Shane Bieber with 11. Shane Bieber, at this point, I think is the only person that can rival um, – uh, Luke Voigt. Absolutely. He, he has been insanely valuable to the uh, Indians. He's nails every time he goes out into the mound. Um, and in a shortened season, those kind of outings from your starter are of the utmost importance. You got Nelson Cruz at two with two votes, Tim Anderson with one vote, Jose Abreu with three votes, um, and others receiving votes Teoscar Hernandez, Luis Robert, Kyle Lewis, Lucas Giolito, Zach Grinke, Luke Voigt. Um, Luke Voigt's right. been in the top five on this. And, uh, you know, you want to talk about Mike Trout. Great. The guy's got a 403 on base percentage. That's awesome. Uh, when you have nobody to pitch to um, in the Angels lineup, really aside from him and Anthony Rendon, yeah, he's going to have a high on base percentage. Uh, for about two, three weeks, Luke Voigt was the only guy that him and LeMahieu, well, even LeMahieu missed time. Luke Voigt was the only guy that was of significance in this Yankees lineup. And he still he went into a mini slump, but he still managed to produce. His OVP is not going to be that high, but you know he's his numbers speak for it, and he's come through in situations where the Yankees have needed him most. I, does WAR come? Does WAR calculate clutch uh, I, and like uh, uh, what is it called? High leverage situations 
late, late end. Uh, no. No. Okay. Not so really. then I don't. I don't give a shit. So I really don't care. I, I don't. A one a one point zero four two OPS on a team that's twenty and twenty nine um, is cool. You're you're a great baseball player. You're not the most valuable baseball player. So uh, hopefully this changes the narrative this year. Hopefully the baseball writers stop just, you know, going through their binders of statistics that, you know, don't really matter. At the end of the day. I'm not an anti-stats guy. It's just when it becomes prohibitive and you're using it for every single aspect of the argument. It, it's it, no, no, we're not, I, it's, it, it's, it, it doesn't make sense to a certain, certain degree. Um, and if you want to use the war argument, Voight's got him for now. So We'll see what it's, happens. Yeah, it, it's just tough. Like, I, I love stats. Stats are great. But then you've got stat people who are, like, who are pretentious and who are entering a conversation, like, twirling their ascot around, ready for an argument that you don't want. Like, the Derek Jeter sucks people. Yeah, the please. Gio Rochelle is bad on defense people. I mean, he's not. He, he, he literally isn't. Um, he isn't bad. He, he's actually good. Like, I, I just I, – I can't – and they're so obstinate that they won't move. So I just, you can't pick a fight with those people. Like those people need to realize it's possible to, to blend the eye test and advanced statistics. I'm interested in, in reading advanced statistics every day. I live, I live by the new assessments, but some, sometimes they are uh, flawed and they also do not tell the entire narrative. Uh, you need it all. Anyway, um, speaking of advanced statistics and wild uh, adjustments, the MLB playoff schedule dropped yesterday. Um, it's different than ever before. And like with everything Rob Manfred institutes, I, there's really no reason for me to, to just say, okay, in 2020. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know. The average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know. Your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know. A falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. It's going to be strange, but in 2021, uh, back to normal because he, he dropped some stuff yesterday saying that he, he thinks the eight-team playoff field is going to survive beyond this pandemic season. I think we all sort of felt like he was going to push for that. Says he's got owner approval. Uh, it's disgusting. And if they do it, they need to figure out something beyond a three-game series for everybody because, you know, you, your 162-game season cannot come down to a three-game series if, if you want 112 games and the division. That's not going to happen. Um, so there was tell at some point that they were going to do three-game series where the favored team only had to win once and the loser team had to win twice on the road. I feel like if you're going to do this expanded playoffs, do that, uh, I guess. But for now, I feel like it's gross. But anyway, I, I, you know, I can't tell you that these changes aren't going to exist in 2021 and beyond. Rob Manfred announced yesterday that there would be no off days in the first-round wildcard series, as well as the best-of-five division series and the best-of-seven CS, which means your whole rotation – or at least the first four, if they're going to chance three days rest for somebody like Garrett Cole, he would now have to pitch game five instead of game four. Um, there will be no days off. The bullpen use is going to be crazy. Uh, and Aaron Boone said the Yankees had no idea this was going to happen at the trade deadline. Uh, and it might have obviously dictated their plans a little differently in terms of adding bullpen depth or an additional starter. Uh, it's interesting. It's, it's pure baseball to have to use an entire rotation in the playoffs instead of just stacking Madison Bumgarner every day. 
no more cheat codes. I do feel like it's interesting, but teams in 2020 did not build their rosters for this, and now it's happening now that we're two weeks out. So what say you? Is this a positive overall, or are you freaked out? And does anyone have an advantage here? And it's the Rays, right? It's always the Rays. Of course. Uh, I'm not freaked out. I, this is just malpractice by Rob Manfred again. I sound like a broken record coming on here every time. We'll, we'll tell him stuff. he didn't have malpractice when I mean, he doesn't have malpractice. <laughs> we, we will be fair. I, I just – I don't it, – it, it's – in a season where you're – we're amid a global pandemic, there are players who are – who have been getting injured at alarming rates because of the stop, start, go, or stop, go, stop, go, whatever the hell it was. Um, and we have delays due to teams getting infected with COVID. So you put, you do the MLB bubble. Great. That's awesome. We put it in two warm weather States, Texas and California. Tremendous. Give the regular season 10 more days. So teams like the Cardinals and Marlins can make up these games. The Marlins, uh, I think the Cardinals still are like five games behind everybody else in their division. So that's going to put the Brewers, the Brewers are in the middle of a playoff race. They're not playing great, but they're 22 and 25. They still have a chance. Now they have to stack all these games at the end of the season to try and make a run. Not fair. So now you're not going to extend the regular season. Okay, whatever. And now you're going to tell me there are zero days off between the ALDS and the ALCS throughout the ALDS and the ALCS. And you want to prevent injuries. Why are we? Why, why do the playoffs have to get done so fast? I, I don't understand. Every but every season is enduring its own um, little struggle slash delay, with the exception of the NFL. The NFL's only uh, problem, I guess, was canceling the preseason, which was a positive because nobody cares about the preseason and it. Yeah, they should do that game. forever. Yeah, goodbye preseason. If you're going to have preseason, two games, backups only. Let them prove what they can do. Helps them rise their stock. Whatever. Tickets are free. Don't yeah. make me pay for that. Yeah, free beers, uh, free drugs, just everybody having a good time. Um, but, yeah, this is totally just – it's ill-advised. You, you, you set yourself up to put everybody in a good situation where it's a bubble, where people are less uh, prone to getting sick or putting themselves in precarious situations, with, which we've seen multiple times this year with the Indians, with the Cardinals, with the Marlins – um, I mean, enough, enough, we've seen enough with that, uh, MLB has gotten its act together. I think four weeks now, four and a half weeks now with no positive COVIDs, uh, we had that one false positive and that was it, but this is just irresponsible, especially because the pitchers, this is the biggest thing with the pitchers. A lot of the starters are still not built up to, you know, start games and you know, not the, not the big guys, but you're, if there are no days off, you're going to be using the back end of the rotation, guys who have not gotten that time to uh, build up and yeah, gain their arm strength. And the bullpen, th these games could be a mess if you can't rest your relievers. The whole point of off days was to rest your relievers. I get that it's going to be in a bubble and there's no need for days off theoretically because there's no travel, but there's need for days off because people need days off. Yeah, I mean, it looks more like a Major League Baseball regular season, uh, sure, but that's not what these have ever been. I mean, I'm intrigued. I am intrigued by it because it does expose the flaws equally for every team. There, there is no team specifically built with three stars. Like, you, no one, I think, this year was going to 9 Yankees it and – CC Pettit Burnett it through the postseason and having to keep recycle three starters. 
Um, everybody was eventually going to have to dip into the fourth starter at least. And, and now things have sort of been normalized a little bit. And, you know, we're going, okay, well, here's, here's our five and here's your five. And the four and five guys aren't going to be as good as the one, two, three, but here you go. Um, every team outside of the, the Rays who just, like Kevin Cash said, have this endless stockpile, a stable of dudes who throw 98. Everyone other than the Rays is in a little bit of trouble here. And even the Rays are in a little bit of trouble because, you know, the other teams have been able to hit their back end people. It's just the Yankees who kind of can't solve these John Curtis types and the openers. And they lost uh, Yanni Chirinos. And, you know, they're, they're not in great shape beyond Snell, Glasnow, and Morton. Um, you know, once again, against anybody but the Yankees, I'm, I'm sure uh, those four or five dudes would absolutely own us. But against anybody else, they get weak. They get weak after three as well. So um, it's like a thought experiment. It, it's, it's, it's not the most angry I've been at Manfred. The most angry I'm going to be at Manfred is when he expands the playoffs to eight teams uh, per league forever and then doesn't adjust properly for the fact that that's incredibly unfair to the one seed to have to suddenly be on equal footing with the eight seed and the March Madness style bracket pick show like higher seed drafts the lower seed I hate that too that's going to make the lower seed angry any lower seed can win two out of three in yeah. a series like the Yankees could lose two out of three to a minor league team right now in theory by accident like a triple a team could get them at the, like with the right pitching matchups and at the right time. So, you know, the one versus eight, it's not the NBA, it, you know, the, their upsets will happen and they will be annoying unless you really control against it. Obviously, you know, you got to make it as difficult as possible. So we will see. But the other thing is, you know, I'm excited to see what happens with the rotations. I'm not, I'm not opposed, but you couldn't have told Aaron Boone and given the managers and GMs a little hint at the trade deadline that maybe this was coming and maybe this is what you were thinking of for the playoff bubble. You, you had to have had something figured out two and a half weeks ago, right? This can't have just arisen overnight because the Yankees stood pat, didn't trade for a starter, uh, which we get at this point, they, they brought up Davey Garcia. He's been just as good, if not better as basically any starter they, they could have acquired. But at the time I was upset, they didn't get a bullpen arm like Archie Bradley to fill the Tommy Canely role. Now I'm even more upset knowing that Boone doesn't go to relievers more than two days in a row wisely. Um, sometimes he stretches it with three days, but you're going to have a game three in a postseason series if the Yankees advance with Green, Britton, and Chapman unavailable and Adovino and Jonathan Holder and Luizaga closing games out um, if you're lucky because those people might have been used in games one and two as well. Like you're going to need to – Garrett Cole's got to go eight innings. Like – Tanaka's got to go seven. There, there are just different expectations that are now being put on pitchers who are already under a lot of duress in a shortened season. And I already wanted a guy like Bradley, who's been nailed since joining the Reds, has thrown five and two-thirds shutout. Um, and now I want him very much more. And I can't believe that MLB didn't tell the brain trust about this. I mean, has this changed your feelings at all? No, this probably did come about overnight. Look at the progression of how the season started. They had no plan to start the season. They had the argument over prorated salaries. And then when they finally agreed to give the players the actual money they deserve for playing 100% of 60 games, they didn't have safety protocols in place. And at that point, they had just agreed to expand the playoffs as a part of, as a, as a, I guess, a um, justification to actually pay the players the money that they deserve. So yes, the, to me, this was probably a last minute decision 
by the idiots running Major League Baseball because they are idiots. And to not even, I mean, the fact that they didn't think that maybe hinting at if they were thinking about this earlier and it wasn't set in stone to not tell these teams that, hey, you know, we're probably looking at no days off between, you know, the two series before the the World Series. So that's probably going to play into your decision-making. Um, it's it's really, once again, irresponsible. I don't know another word. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, people get fired for much less for doing dumb things and, uh, you know, uh, irresponsible things. And here we are. The Major League Baseball just refuses to do anything that seems to be logical at this point, especially during a year where there's so much uncertainty, they're not really doing anybody any favors. And, you know, per what we were just talking about before with the playoff seating, sure, expand the playoffs. Great. Give the first seed a bye week and, you know, have play-ins or something, or give the first two seeds a bye week and have a play-in wildcard series. We had a one game wild card play-in for how many years? Why can't there be a play-in series if you want to expand, expand the field either way, kind of makes nonetheless Brian Cashman kind of looks smart for standing pat at the deadline. I think, you know, not acquiring a reliever. You can look at that as, you know, if perhaps he did know that there would be no days off, that would have been more of his uh, prerogative before August 31st, but not acquiring a starter, I think was a good decision. We're seeing Tywin Walker and Robbie Ray not be very good for the Rays ever uh, not be good for the, the Jays ever since um, they acquired them. Um, Gossman's been okay, uh, for the giants, not really somebody I would have given much up for Dylan Bunny's been great for the angels, but again, not somebody that I would give up a lot for Davey Garcia's looked probably just as good. He gets, he gets strikeouts. He doesn't give up a ton of hits. He's lasting deeper into games. Um, so I think that at the end of the day, Yankees made the right decision, not making moves, even though we decided to rip them for not making any moves just because at that point we were decimated with injuries. It was not looking pretty. Um, but yeah, like you said, if we needed anything, a bullpen arm would have been great, but you know, we have a stable of relievers, pretty reliable guys, uh, holders kind of emerging. I want to see more from him over the, uh, the next, uh, the, the stretch run right here. And the Weizig is coming back. Let's get him some high leverage innings or, you know, something of a semblance where he's kind of got a pitch with um, some sort of urgency. And then I think we'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, we still have no idea what happened to Loisaga, which is kind of scary mm-hmm. and strange. So, so hoping that all is well with him. And then when he comes back, he looks like himself. We could really use him. Uh, that would be a nice little post deadline acquisition if he comes back in full force. Uh, but Rob Manfred is the worst. Uh, he's basically an owner at this point. He's so far in their pockets, uh, which means that Mets owner Steve Cohen would need his approval, theoretically, uh, to get uh, full approval and control of the New York Mets. Uh, that's right. That appears to be happening. Mets fans have been licking their chops for months about the possibility of 14 billionaire Steve Cohen owning the team. Uh, and they've suddenly decided that buying a championship is, in fact, easy after making fun of the Yankees for 20 years for being unable to buy a championship. Uh, so this is the hate update. Uh, let's just take a small pocket of time and go off about Steve Cohen and the New York Mets fans and how this uh, isn't going to be that easy. Of course it's not, especially for the Mets. We've seen the Mets make big money deals and they all sucked. Is Jason Bay not enough evidence of that? Now Mets fans seem to think that JT signing, oh, dude, we're going to get JT Real Muto. He's going to turn everything around. Yeah. 
just like how everybody thought trading for Christian Vasquez would solve the Mets' problems. Well, guess what? The Mets, once again, losing record. They can't beat the Phillies when the Phillies are starting to stumble a little bit. 21-27, and 27, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. You traded for Cano's contract. That I mean, it's, I guess it's working out a little bit this year, but in general, not working out for you know probably the long haul. Um, who else is this team paid for? Well, off the top of your head, who can you remember? I mean, they uh, paid for Johan, uh, Johan Santana. Yeah. I mean, a, a they lot familiar of thirty million dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, a ton of a ton of middling. I mean, you, you're talking about Robbie Alomar and Mo Vaughn. Like for years and years, this team. It's like, what do you want to return to? Because the best Mets team was the one that signed Beltron and built a team around him. Like the 06 Mets were a great team. But you know who the best players on the 06 Mets were? Jose Reyes and David Wright, uh, homegrown talent that they surrounded with Beltron and Delgado. So if you don't have decision makers making proper decisions, you can ask for as much of Steve Cohen's money as you want, and it's not going to buy the right things. Or even if it buys the right thing, it's going to be buying one centerpiece with a bunch of B minuses around him. Like you, you to watch the New York Yankees for two decades and then underdog fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team. And that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code radio and underdog will double your first deposit. When you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash, deposit $100, get $100 free. That's promo code radio. Terms and conditions apply. And suddenly be like, I want to do that. I want to be like them. Like, be like what? The 05 Yankees where Jarrett Wright was starting and they couldn't, you know, you can't outslug. You can't win every playoff game 13-10. And they couldn't score once they got to the postseason either. They were getting to the playoffs and losing to the Tigers and the Angels. Like, that's what you want to replicate. That's the Steve Cohen billionaire model. Dude, you're never going to get a free agent again. Dude, we don't really get free agents now. We sign like one expensive guy every six years and everything else is built from within or it's a strong bullpen made of spare parts or it's budget signings. Steve Cohen having money falling out of his pockets is not going to help the front office identify that DJ LeMayhew is a better signing than Jed Lowry. It's just not. These are the people that you have. Like Brody had already sort of convinced the Wilpons to spend a little bit, but his personnel moves were gibberish. I, I mean, the, the, you can't un- Steve Cohen can't pay for a time machine to undo the Jared Kalenic Edwin Diaz trade. Like that happened. So you're not, you're not taking a B plus team and trying to turn them into an A plus by adding a core guy like Real Muto. You, you're really, you're much closer to the ground than you are to this guy. Um, and as Mets fans will learn now that they're monitoring the free agent market, like Hawks, Every year, you go into the free agent market going, we're going to get so much better this year. There's going to be some guy out there that's going to change our life. And then the free agent market arrives, and there's like one dude who you'd be like, yeah, that'd be cool. But there's no, but like, and then it's depth pieces. And it's pieces that anybody in the sandbox can afford. Like, in the next couple of years, you've got Real Muto coming up, and you're going to have Francisco Lindor coming up. If you sign both if you're the Mets and you sign both of those people, now we're talking. 
But if you don't sign both of those people, it's going to be a lot of bargain shopping that any team could theoretically participate in. And if so, why would it be the Mets? Like, and so best of luck. I'm not anti-Mets. Just to act like this is a guarantee having this new, unscrupulous, kind of scummy hedge fund owner, and that's going to turn the tide entirely. Like, Also, the karma of getting rid of the Wilpons. Steve Cohen, like, not some kind of, like, karmic legend like not someone you know we're not talking about a legendary philanthropist buying the Mets you know the Dalai Lama isn't submitting his billion dollar bid Steve Cohen's like not a great guy and he's like not a guy who you'd love to be around with so best of luck to you um, but it's not gonna happen overnight and it's not that easy even when it happens overnight and, and you're in the ballpark now but you still have to convince people to come play for the New York Mets and that's the end of the story and and good luck, but you're going to have to supplement whoever you sign with a pretty impressive core, and, and the, you currently don't have that. Yeah, and the Wilpons still own 5% of the team, so they're not going away. They're still going to have that – the Mets are still going to be that snake-bitten franchise to an extent. And, yeah, you're right, just quickly before, before we're done here, it comes down to the decision-making. The Mets were not a contender by any means. They had two – I think they had back-to-back losing seasons – when they decided to pull the trigger on this Edwin Diaz trade, you acquire a, cl- a closer is a luxury. A closer is the final piece for a contender to say, you know what, we're going to stack this bullpen. We're going to go for it. We're going we're gonna to stomp the competition. It's not for a team that has 77 wins. Same thing with JT Real Muto. A gr- having a great catcher is awesome, but when you're 21 and 27 and you're not going to make the playoffs and there are so many other issues, even with Jacob DeGrom, this rotation is terrible. The bullpen is top to bottom is bad. The lineup is pretty good, but guess what? You're just going to have guys going into slumps because that's just what it means to be part of the New York Mets. There are so many other problems that need to be diagnosed before you go out and pay $75 million for a catcher or, you know, trade a top prospect for who ostensibly was the best closer in the league who now has reverted back to, you know, a seventh inning guy. It's the decision-making. And if Steve Cohen can find a great decision-maker, you know what I heard on the radio yesterday? Some Mets guy called in and goes, what if Steve Cohen gives Brian Cashman an offer he can't refuse? What happens then? And the hosts were like, uh, that doesn't fucking happen, dude. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So uh, dream on. It, What's he, an offer you can't refuse? Like $3 billion? Like you can <laughs> three of your $14 billion? Like what's going on? I don't know, but that was interesting to think because honestly – that's the only kind of move that's going to change the Mets for the next decade. You get a guy like Brian Cashman, who's just going to say, you know what, here are, you know, 10 systemic issues that this organization has been dealing with over the past 20 years. And we're weeding everything out. And this is a build from the ground up operation, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Don't be excited though, just because some dude has a lot of money because remember every MLB owner is a multi-billionaire. Well, dude, the dude has $14 billion. You know what billionaires like to do? keep money it's like their main thing is having a lot of money so it's like he's not gonna buy the Mets and then be like I'm donating my entire fortune to the Mets they can use it however they would like and sign JT a real Muto sounds simple um but the Phillies want him back and you know who really wants him back Bryce Harper who's been wearing a signed JT shirt uh through all of summer camp and the regular season Uh, and he matters because he's the highest paid guy on that payroll uh, so they're going to listen to him. So we'll see what happens. Maybe they can 
outbid. Maybe they can lap the field for Real Muto, and that would be a pretty good first move in what's got to be a sequence of good moves. But we will see. Uh, it's not going to be quite that easy. We, we shall see overall. That is going to be it. Uh, hope you lasted through that entire rant. We had fun. Uh, the Yankees are pretty good again at this point. We will see how the rest of the season shakes out, but it's obvious we are feeling a little bit more confident uh, and scoring 20 runs is going to do that for you. Um, remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Please subscribe uh, and rate and review this pod. Um, until next episode, I'm Adam Weinrib, and you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Also hit us up on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS, baby. Until Friday, we will see you. Goodbye, everyone. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.